Welcome to Parenting in the Trenches. I'm Karen Peters, a registered clinical counselor, and I'm a mom. We're getting real about all things family from a mental health perspective. So let's get to it. All right. So today we are going to talk about things that have to do with postpartum boundary setting and relationship care. And I asked Dr. Veronica Eo, who is a licensed clinical social worker with years of experience treating adults and couples that struggle with a host of things, things like trauma, depression, anxiety, life transition stuff, which is kind of what we're focused in on today, relationship conflicts, parenting skills, social skills, and grief and loss. Um, and because of her specialization in working with mums, both new and seasoned, um, as they navigate as they navigate motherhood, um, she also has this uh, attuned kind of piece of her practice that understands the in-depth stuff around managing symptoms of perinatal mental health. So both her master's and her doctoral degrees were completed through the University of Southern California, and her approach to therapy is collaborative, client-centered and evidence-based. And those three descriptors are like music to my ears. I love that. That's like the sweet triad there. Uh, So thanks so much for saying yes to this conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have this conversation and continue continue to have this conversation because we need to have it. It's it's something that keeps evolving and changing. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to acknowledge for people who are entering kind of this phase of developing their family, growing their family. And in those early years, I just want to acknowledge how much really dramatically changes. Like it's a, it's a big swing in a number of ways. Um, And this feels perhaps kind of shocking to your system when it's your first Right. Um, And depending what you've read or who you've come into contact with or what you've watched other people kind of walk through in their own journey, you might have some built up expectation about what that's going to mean for you. So I find that one of the changes that actually catches new parents off guard is the changes in their relationship dynamics. So the established relationships they have either in their partnership or their extended family. Um, And sometimes I hear parents talk about having envisioned something kind of specific, like, oh, my mom's going to show up and kind of move in for a month and help me out. Or I know who's going to be there in two years from now when I want to go back to work and who's going to do childcare for me. And I know how my partner is really responsive to me. So I have this idea about what this is going to look like. We're just going to kind of smoothly carry that through, you know, after giving birth. So, but I noticed that a lot of people get to the other side and they find their resources are so depleted, fried, and then it's hard to set boundaries and realize, okay, this is not actually showing up in the way that I thought. So because you do this work so much, can you talk a bit about like how that shows up and how that impacts people? You know, it shows up in a lot of sadness and disappointment and just anxiety of like, what next? Here you are, you'd bring home this precious little baby, amazing little one. And not only do you come in with expectations of how others will be, but also expectations of how you will be. Oh, good call. And there is nothing like motherhood, parenthood to really humble you and just say, (laughs) this is not it. (laughs) You thought you had it sister. What are you? (laughs) No, yes. No, like, you know, um, and so a lot of what I'm seeing in my practices of, People coming in, especially mothers coming in saying, you know, I just, I'm just so angry at, you know, my mom couldn't show up in this way. Or I thought that my, um, my, my, my parents were going to come and stay with me or that they were going to, you know, do this or do that. They didn't do any of that. Um, A lot of anxiety over yeah, people did come, people are coming, but I'm so anxious when they're here. Like, yeah. are they clean? clean? Are, is my baby going to get sick? All they want to do is hold the baby. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what about the dishes, the laundry? I look like a hot mess. I haven't yeah. showered. Yeah. Like, I can't keep a conversation. I, right. I you I know, all for three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's exhausting. How do I I feel so ungrateful of saying like, I don't want you here. Like I actually just, just 
please leave me alone. Right. And it's, it's hard because people come into therapy often with the idea that they're doing something wrong. Like I'm doing something as a mom because I'm not accepting this help. I should be grateful that they drop in at two 30 every day to watch the baby. But that's the time when the baby naps and I want to nap, but I can't nap because, because now I'm entertaining somebody. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard because so how we start practice is, or my sessions is very much of saying like, it's not, it's not all you. Some of this is like hard conversations to have. And some people, some people, some family members or even partners, you know, it's understanding like some people are not aware of some of these things, um, yeah. trying to give benefit of the doubt. Sometimes people are aware of it. That's a whole different conversation, uh-huh. right? Um, I know but better. I, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Maybe we and, need to talk about that down the road here today because that, <laughs> I think that's a good one for boundary setting, right? Yes, yes. You know, but it's like, it's, it's, it's not all you. You're also, you didn't know this was an issue That's until right. you had a baby and yeah. you realize, you know what, this is what I needed of support or this I didn't totally. need of support or, you know, this is what I need right now. Or this is what I said I needed in the beginning. But now fast forward two months, three months, my leave is over or my husband's leave is over. And now this is what I need. Yeah, um, and the struggle yeah. with like, how do I have these conversations with my partner, with my family, with my friends, with my church, um, you know, how do I kind of go about this? And so that's kind of what I'm seeing long winded. It's like all, yeah. it's all over the place of just feeling like, is it me? That's a big one is like, what, yeah. what is wrong with me? I should be grateful and I yeah. need to be grateful. And so they come in the door with guilt. A lot of guilt. So yeah. Lot. It's that inner tension, right? Like it's the inner conflict of, I, I, I want to welcome that. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I know they're good intentions. They're not coming here to make it more difficult. And so how in the face of that, do I disrupt our relationship in some way by saying, right, there's these beliefs that if I'm honest about what I need or I shape that myself, then I'm hurting people. Mm-hmm. And that's added pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. it's so hard and we all have it I will say even yeah. myself in in those things yeah. of like it, it's again we don't we don't like conflict and I feel like that's mm-hmm. a, a total unfortunate sometimes when we think yes. of yeah stating your needs as if it's conflict but that's yeah. what we think of and that's what yeah. we feel it feels like that sometimes yeah. um and you know when later on when we start talking about like how to set these boundaries and stuff mm-hmm. it's like there's a bodily feeling that you feel and then there's the, okay, let's practice and kind of do this and, and set those boundaries because ultimately sometimes um, you want to bank on or trust that this person loves me enough or cares about me enough that regardless of how I set, you know, me setting this boundary or having this conversation yeah. about what boundary I would like. Because sometimes you don't know what boundary you want to set. Let's, yes. You know, That's I remember the, yeah. those early days. I yeah. didn't know. I don't know what I need. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know this isn't it, but I yes. don't know. The way you yes. showed up is not what I need. Yes. I feel that yeah. yeah. So it's like you want to have that conversation, which on the receiving end is also hard in itself because you're totally. like, how I do you help? Up for you. But yes. Yeah, so it's, but yeah. that's life. Like this is yeah. so complex. And, and that's also how you deepen relationships is of showing up and having those conversations and setting these boundaries and being there and, 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 you know, keep trying, you know, so. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And it comes at a time where I think when we, before baby arrives, we have a different kind of uh, pot of resources, right? We're sleeping better. There's hopefully, there's like, there's other things that aren't yet impacted by that extra layer. So when we imagine ourselves on the other side of it, we think of ourselves as carrying that same pot of resources. So Right. And then, and then we get there and we're like, dang, I can't even find the words. I can't think straight. I have not slept in forever. I'm irritable. And if then you add on top of all that normally expected stuff that comes with hormone change and sleep deprivation and adjustment, massive adjustment, um, 
if you also have any kind of mental health struggle on top of that, if we're talking postpartum anxiety or depression, this can just plummet you into feeling like all the things I thought I'd have the stamina for, I just don't. I got nothing. I'm just hanging by my fingernails, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's, it's hard. And that and that's kind of where sometimes the encouragement and encouragement that I give and encouragement that I hear a lot of doctors kind of giving is reach out to a therapist. Yeah. Just try it out. Like not all therapists are the same, right? Nope. But I think sometimes you you need to say some of this out loud. Um, yes. and have that support, even if you don't think you're, you, you, even if you think that you're fine. I see so many clients that, which I love and appreciate. They're like, mm -hmm. Hey, my doctor just suggested that's part of a wellness because I'm pregnant mm -hmm. right now. I should come and talk to a therapist. And the yeah. beautiful thing about seeing a therapist that specializes with mothers mm -hmm. is that I'm like, okay, yeah, let's talk about what's happening now, but also let's talk about the support What's now let me tell you yeah. Yeah, let, let's talk about this because that's not what's said in the baby classes and the right. baby classes is like okay let's practice the you know the yeah, breathing, breathing of the that. Baby that's it and then, like, yeah. yeah and and that you need this contraption or this thing and yeah. it's gonna help you know make sure you put on your registry because it's gonna help and make you know having a baby easier and there's not so much. And I, I do think the conversation is shifting. I hear more clients yeah. coming in like I'm pregnant and I want to anticipate Proactive. that. Yeah. yeah. And so that is beautiful. But I still think we still got to make more noise for it because yeah. I think one of the things is even if you have the tools pre when you're pregnant before you give birth, mm -hmm. then you give birth. And like yeah. you said, we're cut off at the knees and mm -hmm. what maybe you thought you had in place or what worked may not work. And so then let's have these conversation again with my love, either my partner or my loved ones of, Hey, I know I said that I wanted this before, but yeah. I, I actually don't. And that's okay. Like it's okay yeah. to have those conversations. There's nothing wrong with you mm -hmm. or that you're doing anything that's going to disrupt the relationship if you change your mind. And I really, if there's one big thing that to get from this episode is you can change your mind and that yeah. is okay. Yes. Okay to change your mind. We're just, that's all motherhood change. Yeah. It's pivoting constantly. That's it. Yeah. 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 If so, let's talk a bit about in the expecting stage. So we're expecting baby to arrive. We know there's only so much we can, it's so personal. We don't know really how we're going to respond, how we're going to feel on the other side, but you know, doing this work, we see some patterns. We see some things that we kind of go, you know what? A lot of people experience these things in this mm -hmm. way. How do we help people maybe not just proactively set stuff up, but have adjust our expectations? Like what is on the more realistic side of what we think people should know when they arrive in the fourth trimester? Well, I think... The big one, right? We just said change. Big part of motherhood is pivoting. Parenthood is pivoting. Um, but as an expectant parent, thinking about how am I going to anticipate support, how it might look like, what I might like. The first thing I often suggest is ask other parents, like, but honestly ask other parents, like I, not the parents that are like, everything is grand. It's going to be such a good time because I, I want to say, I think sometimes we forget. Like as yeah. mother, I will even say for myself, like yeah. you, I will go to bat that my oldest, this is going to get TMI, but my oldest, yeah. I used to breastfeed her. Well, so her poop, I swear it smelled like popcorn. You could not argue with me about it. So I was like, yeah. it's so sweet smelling. It's so sweet. Yeah. Let me tell you, second and third child, it was not sweet. I was like, what was I thinking? I forgot all about it. But all my pregnancy, I was like, it was such a sweet, but you it forget. Was lovely. Yes, it was, it was it, even it, lovely. It wasn't. Look, it's not. It's not lovely. And obviously, as a therapist, I often will tell people, like, my baby, it was, this is my experience. But people yeah. don't talk like that. People no. often say, like, oh, don't worry about it. They'll sleep yeah. the whole time or their poops are so fresh or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. use that silly example to be like, because even in yeah. the most, like, I'm so aware of it. This is the work that I do. Even my brain has a memory, like, stuck in there. But everyone yeah. else around me is like, that is not what happened, Veronica. That's not it. That's yeah, not it. Yeah, so yeah. 
So in the thing about asking other parents, if you have people around you, parents that you can, they can be honest with you about their experiences. Bonus points if they're in-laws that you uh, trust, because you can see like how the grandparents are going to be or how, um, you know, that that's going to, how that's going to play out. And I say that because sometimes there's things that as a, an, a, as a, pre- so if I'm pregnant, like that I'm only thinking about based on what I see ads for or what I see when I'm making my registry or what I see at the doctors that I just, I'm not even thinking about the other thing. Right. So that's one. The second thing I say is because I'm a big believer in taking care of yourself after you give birth, um, mm-hmm. not just with the regular care that comes with giving birth, but like actually like for you, I think of like, what is, Explore for yourself, take a moment to acknowledge, like, what are ways that you want to be supported? Like, what to you right now feels like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. What feeds you, what replenishes you. Yeah, being able to name that. Because I think oftentimes we don't know, like, because we're so used to doing it. We, Mm -hmm. before having kids, and I cannot speak for everyone, so this is a very generalized statement, Mm -hmm. but. And this is also in my bias of before my life, before kids. But before I had kids, right, you have time to do things. And perhaps you did things that were for you that you didn't even realize that were for you. Like they just felt good and you just check, keep going, check, keep going, right? Yeah. And and so then you have a child and that stops. And sometimes you can't even pinpoint like, wait, what what is it? What What was it that I was doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. So before baby, let's talk about really explore for yourself, sit down. What are the things that you like that replenish you and nothing is off limits. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, is it that mani petty? Is it that meditation? Is it that coffee? Uh, yeah. For me, I will say coffee yeah. is one of the things. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> right. Is it that coffee? Is it that, um, you know, that trip to, you know, see your in-laws. Do you love the the food that your in-law make? Is there a specific mm-hmm. food that brings a warm memory, right? That mm-hmm. every time you eat it, maybe you didn't notice it, but like really take the time yeah. to, to, to write it down. Nothing is off limits, but just make that list. Make, just, just yeah. have it there. Have Reference it there. Reference list. Prefer, preferably yeah. on your phone. Cause we all got yeah. our phones and we're attached and just have it yeah. there and know, Hey, okay. So maybe, after baby, I, obviously some things you may not want to do. You may not be thinking about getting a mani-pedi right after you give birth. That's mm-hmm. fine. Or if you do, that's also fine too. I just want yeah. to normalize that. Yeah. Um, but you can be clearer about thinking about what replenishes you, right? And then going with the same thing about what replenishes you, think about like go around your house and think of what are the top chores that you do? What are the top things that you need to do Mm. to keep your home running? Like, okay. So when I think, I think of food, that's a a big one. That's a big one. The fridge has to be stocked. The fridge has to be stocked, (laughs) but preferably with food that I can put in the oven or the microwave. Like, and and I think because sometimes we think it'll be fine. I'll, you know, the baby will be here and I'll whip up something really quick. Uh-huh. It, it's hard to whip up something. What you thought was yeah. really quick. Now you're thinking, what did I put in this? The eggs are burned because, you know, baby cried and you stepped away. Exactly. You know, and so food is one. So I always give examples of that one. Yes. Uh, if you really have a preference for a clean home, right? Who do you trust to actually come into your home um, right. as it is? Not many of us have a lot of people that we say, you know what, come on in over just as I am. Mm-hmm. So most of us, you know, hide things if, you know, depending on how, how clean your house is or, yeah. you know, you have to do that express cleaning, right? Yeah. I, I had this memory, this conversation right now brings about, I had a client once who said she she had just given birth and had come home from the hospital and someone was going to come help her. Someone was going to come help her watch the baby. She was on the floor clearing, cleaning her floorboards, like in the bathroom because she was, she like went to the restroom and she was like, it looks like a mess in here. This person is going to notice that it's a mess. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And my heart goes to her because I could, yes. I remember that feeling. I remember that, that yeah. of when people would come, I'd be like, oh my God, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when thinking of it as an expectant parent, I, I like to say, you know, while you're in that third trimester, because now you're getting a little bit heavier, you're, you're moving a little bit slower. Think yeah. about what are the things that are got, starting to get a little bit harder for you to do. Is it harder to put meals together? Mm-hmm. Is it harder to kind of clean up some things, you know? Do you have another child? That's another yep. thing too. Right. Do you have another child? Who do you trust to take this child to the park that will yes. play with them, get down with them? Yeah. Do you have an animal? Do you have a dog that needs to go for walks? Okay. Once you have a baby, I'm not saying that you can't do it. The, the yep. beautiful thing about not, okay, quote unquote, preparing or have, thinking about these things is like, I just want you to in a very non-pressured way, just make a list of these things so that you have it as reference um, of when someone asks, like, how can I help you? You got a dog? Yeah. Can you please go walk yeah. my dog? Yeah. Can you please go walk my dog? Or it's brilliant. So it's yeah. the difference between the automatic, right? I hear I hear mm-hmm. that kind of idea that before when we don't have to be so intentional about it, it's just kind of like it develops because we get feedback to our bodies that, Oh, that felt good. We're just going to follow that. And it becomes part of our lifestyle that we take for granted. And as soon as something kind of overrides that or pulls it from us, then we actually, to we we're confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are we so overwhelmed? Why am I so tired? It's not just because you're sleep deprived. It's because you're not getting anything that recharges you either. Mm-hmm. And if people can't name what those things are, you can't be intentional about them. How are you going to plug yeah. those in or get outsource it mm-hmm. to somebody or mm-hmm. yeah, just the ability to name it. And you named some really concrete things that I think are prime examples of things that people just assume will just continue. And I think like, okay, let's take the baby out of the picture. If somebody said, you know, your lifestyle currently consists of A, B, and C, and you're not, you're not working in a paid position in an office. And then the next day you, start full-time at an office on top of all the other things you're doing. You're not going to expect of yourself that everything else stays at the same standard when 45 hours of your week are spent in an office building, not being able to attend to that. And so like this, I think there's some stigma attached to it in the sense of like when it's family related, we think it's just adding another human into the house but we don't really wrap our heads around how oriented we need to be to that new human mm-hmm. and how everything else does take a back seat. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not by choice. I can't just say, Oh yeah, well, I'm going to make sure that happens. Well, what are you going to do? Just ignore the baby. Like, I mean, we're really at the time in the moment. Right. And so being mm-hmm. really planful makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and why I think it's important to start naming or start thinking about this and naming this before baby is because even if you forget about it, it will be in your mind of yeah. like, hey, like I, I, I have something. I still yeah. have a list of things that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone asks me, because it's very much a skill to say, oh, yes. You know, I say, can, how can I help you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I really need this. <laughs> answer that. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It, it, you know, I the super mom kicks in like, I, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. So I got that list of like, you know what? Actually, I have been meaning to do this. You know, can yeah. you please help me with this? Yeah. And so having that just, it, it's, again, bringing to your awareness of the things that you might need help with. And, and I mean, and also acknowledge like maybe some of those things you put on your list that you thought were going to be important are nothing important. That's uh, totally true. And that's all right. That's yep. okay. Because yeah. at least you have, you're starting to think of that conversation and starting to think about what, what, what you might need. Um, because we need support as parents. That's why I love, you know, podcasts such as yours where we're able to really normalize and talk about this because mm-hmm. Parenthood is not meant to be alone. It's not right. meant to be alone. You're not no. meant to do this all by yourself. Yeah. So it might look yeah. different for everyone, but yeah. we need support. So on the topic of trying to understand, like, we we don't always know what we need until we've arrived there. So we can do our best to kind of be aware of some of the things that could come up. When we arrive on the other side of 
baby's inner arms now and reality has hit. It's my reality that's hit, right? So I have to be able to name that. And it's one thing being able to identify it myself, but it's another thing being able to articulate it to the people that you want in your village. So how do we do that? I think that's a big struggle. People don't know how to word it. They don't know how to approach it. They don't know how to person center it. So like, I know what my mom's buttons are, so I don't want to ask her that because I know she'll take that offensively or whatever. Or, you know, I have a, I have one best friend. I tell everything to, this is something I can say. I'm like, I'm just going to be real down to earth and honest about Mm -hmm. this is hard for me. Like this sucks. Like I just don't, I'm not loving this. Mm -hmm. And there's another friend that you would not say that to because you can kind of anticipate in that relationship, what feedback you're going to get back and if it's helpful or not. How do we do that? Like that's a lot of mental load to try and figure that out. It is. It, 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 it is, and unfortunately, it's one of those things that you don't know who's in your who you can have those conversations with until you have that conversation and you yeah. you you see what that's like, right? And so, when I think of, and this is even before setting the boundary. Let's say you're wanting, you know, your your mom or your pa- or a family friend or someone from the church to come and provide a little bit more relief maybe in your house right like yeah. you know you just please come over with a home-cooked meal please yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know please come and hold this baby or whatever yes. it is right mm-hmm. and they're not doing it right yep. so the first thing I want to say is breathe take a moment mm-hmm. okay because already anyone listen even myself like I'm like when I'm thinking about okay I need to have this conversation mm-hmm. like Sometimes our internal voice is like, you know what? It's okay. I really don't need that that home cooked meal that much. We I really, I'm, I'm okay. You know what? Yeah. I'm okay. I was just having a bad day yesterday. Yeah. So that's why. So yeah. I'm gonna say, breathe and acknowledge that that happens. We do try to psych ourselves out. We yep. and so take a moment to just breathe. Then I want you. So I'm a big paper and pen kind of gal I know people like things differently but I really want you to identify what is it that you want it is easy Mm -hmm. to communicate to someone if you can give them a concrete thing of what it is that you want good call yeah you telling me I want support well what does too vague yes like what does support mean like and my heart goes out to you and, and to moms or even just for myself when we're in that space of like, I need support, but we don't know what it is. Like mm-hmm. there is, I also want to say like, if you're in that place, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's no, just, you're no. in the pre-play, the, the pre-communication yeah. phase of you're just yeah. like, I don't know what that support looks like. Yeah. So I'm going to push you a little bit and I'm going to say, just think name something name something that you think that would make you yourself feel better did you see on instagram that somebody had their mom bring them a home-cooked meal let's try it out let's see let's see if that is that's that's what that is did you see that you know you know someone came and went on a walk with you because you want to get outside more but you're kind of nervous about being outside with the baby you know and did you see that you're like i wish i could do that okay Mm-hmm. Let, let's try it out. Let's see. Cause that's supportive too. going on yeah. a walk with me with my baby. Yeah. Right. So if you're struggling, if you're in that place where you're really struggling to identify what it is that looks like support, look at the uh, things that you, your heart kind of tugs at. Right. Yeah. And yeah. give it a try. So now yeah. we've identified what it is. We're taking a breath. We've identified what it is that we want. Now I want you to practice it. Practice mm-hmm. saying what it is that you want to say. So if it is, I'm looking at you, I'm going to pick up the phone. Maybe I got that butterfly feeling, you know, maybe I'm feeling like, you know what? The sweaty palms. Uh, I'm not, I want you acknowledge that that's your body. That's your body talking, but you're, you're, you can still do things despite what your body is saying Mm -hmm. that you are not in danger. Right. And it's hard. It's hard to set this back. It does yeah. get easier with time and time that you practice it's the practice, and practice, right? Our body needs to rehearse that. Yeah. To realize yeah. it's safer than our brains are telling us it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And so because yeah. you also gotta remember, this is how amazing talking about this before I say my communication and boundary. Like our mind is so powerful. 
that anything that it perceives that can cause us to make us feel bad or to like give us a you know is like no 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 let me look just, just don't do it don't do it okay it's like that person in the movie don't Save do it yourself that's right the but okay the thing is you'll never know what it's like on the yeah. other end it only yeah. it's only perceiving what it's going to be like we all do this we we so normalizing that so i breathe I practice okay I want I want to ask um Karen to to go on a walk with me with my baby that's what I want her to do okay so I practice I literally practice out loud practice with your partner because I'm sure your partner will hype you up and will say I hope your partner you know but if they don't then still look at yourself in the mirror and practice what it is pick up the phone or text or whatever whichever way you're communicating this yes pick it up the phone right are you still shaking? Okay. You can acknowledge. I'm really nervous to say this, Karen. I'm really nervous. Okay. You probably say like, okay, Veronica, what is it? What, talk to me. I yeah. was wondering if I know that you have Wednesdays free. I was wondering if you could come on a walk with me with, with the baby. I've been really struggling with getting out of the house and I know how much you love to, I'm going to pick my local place. I know how much you love the Rose Bowl. Just wondering, can you come on a walk with me? That's it. And then don't say anything. Then don't say anything. That's it. Just yeah. wait, which is hard because you're like, you try to like, justify oh, no. Get back. <laughs> Take and it then back. The, Actually, I don't need it. I'm fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay. Yeah. And then what happens is the other person is left with, okay. Okay. Then yeah, it looks fine. like you're oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you, you let me know when, when yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'm you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so twiddle those thumbs, sit on your hands, put mute on your, 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 your phone, yeah. let them talk. Yeah. Cause sometimes we'll be surprised at what our support will say. Often yeah. they'll say yes, or maybe, or maybe you'll say, you know what? I can't, um, next Wednesday, but actually I have a space on Tuesday morning. Right? Do you think that would yeah. work? Well, yeah, I just had a baby. Of course it will work. Yeah. Let's get out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm around. Take whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then repeat this as necessary. Repeat yeah. Yeah. this as necessary because um, communicating these needs um, is not always going to be on one round you're going to get it. Like, mm-hmm. it takes time. Yeah. And, then, and that's okay. Well, and I think what's lovely about that approach is it's present and in the moment because we can't always predict what we're going to need when we need it. And we have to kind of learn a way of being with ourselves to let ourselves give permission to flex when to pivot, to change, to recognize, well, what I needed last week is not what I need this week. And that that's okay. As soon as we feel guilt about that or like I asked for it yesterday, but now actually it feels like a burden to me to receive that. It's those conversations that I think feel extra stressful. Like I already asked for something. I went out on a limb. I, you know, and then we got to the day and I'm like, I'm in so much pain. I can't walk. You know, I know I asked you for that, but it feels then that ungrateful tone again of, oh, I feel so bad because I said, so then we grin and bear it. And really, like, I think we forget that people want to give us what we need when we're in right relationship with each other. So those, you know, it's not a burden to somebody necessarily to change your mind. It, we assume that it will be when in actual fact, if we dare say, actually, this isn't going to work nine out of 10 times, that person's going to go, that's not a problem. I don't need the walk. I'm fine pivoting. I'll show up with a meal instead. Let's sit on your couch. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. And and as you were saying that, I was thinking of this this meme I think I saw of, and, and maybe you'll relate to it, when you have a planned night out and then like everyone cancels that same night and you're like, yes, I just yes, wanted to stay in. <laughs> like you're like, this is too much. This is pretty much what it is. Okay. It's yeah. like that. It's like other people yeah. are probably thinking the same thing, but same like thing. Yeah. you get so nervous about being the one to be like, I don't want to disappoint. Yes. Yeah. When in reality, that person is probably on the other side, like, oh, thank goodness. Let's yeah, just yeah, stay yeah. in, you know? Totally. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And and yeah. You, I, I, I like exactly what you said about, like, in right relationships. Because that's yeah. also a thing to remember, especially when having these conversations or even when setting boundaries with others. It's like, 
you can't make other people support you in the way that you want. Right. Um, right. I, I know that that's harsh sometimes to, to hear, mm-hmm. but, but it's true. Like yeah. we can only we tell people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We cannot control people. And mm-hmm. so we can only tell people what works for us. We can show them, but ultimately they have their own choice of how they, they can show up for you. And, yeah. and so if you're having this conversation with someone, so kind of talking about like, you know, I asked you off for a walk and you're like, yeah, no, I can't, mm-hmm. right? Okay, it stings. Yes, it does. Because yeah. here you were trying a different thing and like, yeah. it stings. But then let's pivot. Let's find someone else. Let's find another way of doing this. Yeah. And I know it hurts. I know in those yeah. early days, actually, honestly, that's, I mean, we'll say earlier, that first year of parenthood, you're yeah. very vulnerable. Yeah. So asking for help is really hard. And just doing anything outside of of this is, is anything of being vulnerable is difficult. Yeah. But if that person can't give it to you or if that relationship is not right, like, okay, let's take yeah. a breath. My heart is with you. Yeah. Let's pivot. Let's see right. where else Try we can get elsewhere. that need made. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I'm also want to pay attention to, it's, it's attached to this, but the relationship care, we don't want to lose our people. And I think sometimes a number, like there's a number of ways that I think it changes in it. It happens kind of naturally and people don't even know what's happening, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you know, if you felt this, but I, I, I remember, and now, and now I'm hyper. It's like when you buy a new car and then you see that car everywhere. Like I never knew that one existed, but now it's like everybody and their dog has that car. You just become really aware of it. And I remember in my own experience of, um, nobody said hi to me when they came over, they went straight for the baby. Mm -hmm. So the baby's head is like right beside mine (laughs) and they come in. Oh, hello. Right. And, and I'm like, dying right beside right like you do not see me you do not see this kind of half dead person right beside it's so you feel so second right Mm -hmm. and so that's one way in which that just changes the dynamics in relationship because you don't feel like priority anymore you might feel invisible you might feel sidestepped or overpowered they might just say hey I'm gonna do this for you and it's hard to say actually that's not good for me um Mm -hmm. because they look like they're trying to be helpful and they just take over they've got their own rules about how baby's gonna sleep and what that they're gonna eat and let me just take the baby for you know for a walk and like what if you're not comfortable with that and just the relationship care is hard and I think about that in family relationships but also in their in your own home how much changes in your couple relationship, you know, and you could be so determined that that is going to stay a priority, but man, that takes a whole lot of intentional work to keep it top of mind and to make that important, to keep it important. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that? Some of the layers there? Well, one, I want to say I was with you there. That was an experience that I had too. And I think a lot of parents, um, especially mothers have, especially because you go from being pregnant, like, Oh, let me touch the belly, which already is a problematic yep. thing. So we'll, yep. that's a different day, but that's uh-huh. that you go from that to invasive. Yeah. You're not your own body anymore. Right. No. And then you go to not being acknowledged, um, yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I think we tell ourselves, well, it's selfish to want that. It's selfish yep. to we do want tell ourselves that. Yeah. when in reality, it's like, you need to also show up for yourself. Like you, you also need love and care. Like yeah, you matter. Birth is a big experience. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have the most perfect birth ever. It's yeah. still it's a still big massive. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very vulnerable. It's, yeah. um, and so coming in, breaking down to like relationships at home, Right. I think oftentimes relationships are take the hardest hit because you're used to a certain dynamic. Maybe there was one person that loved to cook 
or there was yeah. one person that loved to do this or was yeah. a night owl or was the early riser or always did everything whichever way it's not like a baby to be like oh yes no yeah, right. this happy yeah, couple let me <laughs> let me just go. and i wasn't want to name that is why the first year of having a baby is the hardest mm-hmm. a yep. lot of people get a divorce in the first yes. year so it's if hugely it's impactful it's yeah. huge so if yeah. you're listening to this and you're like oh my gosh is it just my marriage it's just my partnership yeah no exactly. it's not no yeah. it's not it it is so tough and so um so with that right when you're noticing that your relationship is is shifting right whether it's like when your partnership or or um you know in families one thing i i often encourage is like acknowledge that feeling acknowledge what it is that you're feeling okay because guilt and shame tells us don't don't, don't pay attention to it. Just, just push it to the side yeah and i want you to say the opposite I would say, look, I heard it on a podcast. Let me just acknowledge where I'm at. And where I'm at is that's what I'm feeling. I feel like I'm only a milk machine. Or I feel like I'm I'm just a diaper changer. Or I just feel like it's all about the baby or whatever it is. And I will say it is all about the baby in the beginning. Like it's, it's a lot, right? And there is a lot to be grateful for. So this is not meant to be a non great gratitude, but also why the first year is so difficult is because we push off taking care of ourselves we yeah. push off ourselves we say no it's okay i'll handle it it's okay I ha- you can only handle so much yeah so i want you to acknowledge what it is that you're feeling and let's have a conversation with this yeah this doesn't have to be an elaborate like 30 page you know thing it's you know what hey hun i just i sometimes just feel like i'm just a milk machine that's it. Yeah. Maybe you don't know where to go from there. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But part of relationships is of being able to have these conversations or say that. Mm-hmm. If you find that you can't have this with your partner, let's talk to a girlfriend. Yeah. Let's talk to someone else of like, you know what? Hey, Karen, like, man, I just nursed for six hours. Okay. Yeah. Like, my boobs hurt. You know, I just, yeah. I can't. that's it it's the honesty hey like where are your where are your safe spaces for honesty can you be transparent because that will save you right like it'll Mm. save your soul in a sense of like that internal agony comes from not being seen heard understood validated witnessed and people can't witness that if you're pretending you're fine Mm -hmm. when you're not yeah yeah. yeah. And I also want to acknowledge the thing about also the first year I mentioned about nursing. You might be fine one day. Nothing That's like right. day it's two. <laughs> day two, you're like, nope, I'm burning down the house. Like, And I also want to say, yeah, in those early days, it's very much real. It's real. Yeah, so yeah. that's another thing about relationship is like being able to show up honestly. Right. Yeah. So when, yeah. you know, when I'm calling my girlfriend and I'm like, hey. I feel this way, this way. And she calls me the next day. And I'm like, you know what? I feel a little bit better. I realized that I just Uh needed some sleep or or whatever it was. Then your friend, you want your friend to say, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You're you're at. And that's where you're at. I had a girlfriend who on, she was overdue. And in those days, she was just so done. And so she kept saying, she's like, I got no words. All I have to say is get this baby out of me. And then the baby was out for two days. So day two reminded me of this. Second day she calls and she's like, put the baby back in me. Yes, there it is. There it is. And good friendships is like, yeah, 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 that's true. Because totally. if I heard that, I'll be like, yes, yes, yep. you know. And so yeah. find your safe spaces. And again, but you're not going to truly know. I mean, yes, you may know with your partner, you may know certain girlfriends or, or yeah. people, right. Or family, you may expect them to be one way and yep. then they're not, yep, not, yep. Then with that, I want to say, okay, take a breath and let's pivot. Right. Yeah. Give, give people grace. I mean, sometimes I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a therapist and I don't always show up the best way for, for yeah. my friends. I might yeah. be having a bad day. So, okay. Yep. One time. Okay. But if it, this continues to happen, if you notice, mm-hmm. like, here I am coming in these spaces, trying to have these conversations about yeah. myself and what I need and how I'm feeling, and I'm feeling 
just a lot of um, rejection or dismissing or all yeah, these you're things. You're not there for me. Yeah. Then yeah. let's pivot. Let's let's pivot. And 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 when I say pivot, I'm not saying like ignore it or or, mm-hmm. or any of that. But I do also want to encourage that like you got to acknowledge your bandwidth in the those those yes. early. Yes. Let's pick, I should say the first year. You got to acknowledge your bandwidth of like what you can tackle, right? So yeah. if you notice that a friend or a family happen. is not the way you want. Okay, let's pivot. We can address that in another in another yeah. day, right? Yeah. Um, and and this just rem- reminds me of as you were as we're talking about pivoting is, I have, I had someone who was telling me like their partner did not believe in like carrying the little baby like he just came out really small like just really okay. really small. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until he kind of beefed up a little bit that he kind of felt comfortable felt comfortable yeah right because the baby was a, was a preemie and so yep. really small so and so yeah. and so once the baby beefed up a little bit then yes. all the other stuff how she thought her husband was going to show up was the yeah. way that he showed Came. up okay. and so was that okay no how oh, he yeah. showed up in the but i yeah. think also we got to acknowledge that sometimes again we can't control people we can't make yeah. people support us in the way that we like yeah. um the only thing we could do is tell them and then if they don't show up in the way we want, let's pivot. Then we'll address that another day. Yeah. Okay. And so. this is where the honesty helps because if you preemptively set the, the conversation quality to be open between you, then when those things show up, you're just providing the same open template to that conversation. I'm noticing you're not holding the baby. I really expected that you'd like, all I know of you is that you would hold babies. I've never seen you be scared of this. Like what's happening for you. If you can open that up and if the other person can be forthright about dang, like this is not what I thought. And I'm, I'm going to do damage if I touch my own baby. Like that's terrifying. It's not malintent. It's, mm-hmm. it's trying to preserve safety, but if yeah. you could name that honestly, then you help each other out. Then you can yes. say, oh, okay, well, if that's what's happening for you, let me show you how to do this or mm-hmm. let's hold the baby together. Or there's things you can, you know, there's things you can learn from a midwife or a doula about how to do this aftercare or, you know, there's people to ask, but if you sit in the silence, you wait until the, that phase is over and the hurt happens, right? Yeah. The distance yeah. happens, the resentment happens, the all the stuff you don't want to grow between you happens. starts to grow because you just didn't name what you felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. You know, you talked a bit about self-care. I we do need to wrap up our conversation, but I I, I wanted to end on the note of honoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um and I and I, I wanted to kind of ask you what the things, what are the things that come up for you that you think are most honoring? I know we've talked about like, listen to yourself. It's okay to need things. That's yeah. acceptable and right. It's good to stay needing things. It's, you're still yeah. human. You're still yeah. valuable. Um, is there anything beyond that, that we need to kind of remember for our own true honoring of ourselves and our self-care yeah i i want to remind you that you are always changing so what is self-care yeah. today may not be self-care tomorrow yeah. okay. um so remembering yeah. this piece of not only just listening to yourself but remembering that you are always changing and evolving mm-hmm. so is your child so is your journey in this in this parenthood journey and that yeah. is beautiful that is that is yeah. it that's the where we're at and then when i you know when I think of self-care, right? Like how do, can we care for ourselves? Two distinct ways of how I would identify self-care come up. So the first is basic needs. In those early days, a shower really is, is it? Okay, It really is. That face mask alone, it's just, it really is it. You know, is it that walk, but a solo walk? Is, you know, that cup Silence. of coffee. Yes. yes. Like, you know, I think sometimes we think self-care needs to be something elaborate. And yep. it doesn't have to be. It just has to be the thing that just grounds you, right? Yes. And so 
taking the time to acknowledge, you know, in those early days, in those early months, perhaps self-care is not going to look like how it was before. Maybe before you were out there, I don't know, tasting different wines. You like love this. Yeah. And that was great. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's great. We're going to have to yeah. kind of get you back to that. Right. Yeah. So self-care, I think of basic needs. So then the second thing I think of is when I think of self-care or different type is like after the dust has settled, mm. after we're getting a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable in this. Yeah. Right? Find our track. Yeah. Yeah. Self-care to me comes, what brings you alive? What nice. what replenishes mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Right? So I think of, for example, I love running. This is what I do. This is when I solve all my problems is through a run. Okay, you okay, lost I, me already there because that was but... the opposite for me. <laughs> this is why it's so, personalized and it's all yeah, good. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's torture it. to me. <laughs> that's that's yeah. me. I'm a tin there and I'm okay. solving it. I'll be yeah. there, right? Yeah. But what brings me alive? is when I sign up to do a race. Now we've been in a COVID pandemic for some time, so I haven't yep. done one in a while. Priorities yeah. have shifted. My little ones are yeah. really little. Yeah. But as soon as I feel comfortable and I'm able, I want to get back out there. I mm-hmm. loved meeting up on Saturdays. Like I said, it's all me, right? Doing those yeah. long yeah. runs and just like, yeah. hey, let's talk about that. Just yeah. all yeah. smiling with my headphones, just having a grand old time and getting there mm-hmm. on race day. That brings me alive. There's nothing yeah. like running across that that uh, finish line. Like, yeah. dang, I did yes. this. Right? So, yeah. but again, in the early days, I don't know. I don't got time for that. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to survive. Right. So there's two different kinds of self-care. There's the basic needs, the the things that you need to refill you every day. So that run that I'm talking about does refill me on a consistent basis, right? That's it. But self-care in the grand schema of things, grand schema, I'm making up words. Grand scheme of things is is that signing up for that race and training for it. And so- identifying that it takes time to you need to give energy to both but it takes time to do that so yeah beautiful thank you we sure covered a whole lot well done like that yeah okay (laughs) I wish everybody who is listening who is in this that they feel honored seen and I hope they feel understood and normal I hope they feel normal. I hope people see themselves in some of this conversation and say, okay, it's not just me. It's not just me. So thank you for joining me and providing that experience for people. And, uh, I, and beyond that, if they move into the the other version of self-care, what I wish for them is a sense of aliveness again. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you you so much for having me. This was such a great conversation. Thanks for spending time with me today. Remember to check out the show notes for related resources. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, or you can also subscribe to my online learning page at my.thrive-life forward slash LRL series, where you'll get updates, extra tools for your toolkit. And if there's a topic that you want me to cover in this podcast, please shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you. Shoulder to shoulder with you, knee deep in this mud. I will see you back here next time.